where are the low value men? Like, what are what are all the low value men up to during these trying times? Because the high value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm starting to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right. I haven't seen. I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host. Danny Polish Oh, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to an all new episode of a low value mail on this Tuesday, June 20th, 2023 in the year of our Lord. I am your host, Danny Polish Shout out to all the low value males and the negative value males oh, that's a wrong show for this but uh and the scrotes especially welcome to the show everybody we got a banger for you tonight it is episode 67 of low value mail oh where has the time gone i saw someone in the chat saying you'd like some elevator music for uh the beginning little silent part by the way just uh human organic knows uh, they're right. But the reason I have that is because I get um, like age restricted instantly because she says the F word within the first seven uh, seconds. You can determine what F word that is. But she says it. So you, I, that's why I do that little intro because I didn't always do that. But anyways, welcome to the show, everybody. Joining us uh, shortly, our guest tonight, Isaac Weisopt. Uh, he's the host of Occult Symbolism and Pop Culture Podcast, as well as the author of nine books. He's been studying the occult and presenting theories about symbolism found in pop culture since 2011. Uh, he's been a featured guest on Coast to Coast AM, Tinfoil Hat, Sirius XM, and many other shows. And he's going to be here with us uh, very shortly. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about some shit. But before we do, before I bring him on, uh, as always, just a little bit of a little bit of housekeeping. Did anybody get that Boondocks Saints reference? Anybody? If honestly, if one of you got it, then then it was worth it. Um, anyways, as always, please, if you are uh, watching or listening, just like and subscribe. Do all that stuff. Leave a review if you're listening over on Spotify. Also, for the Spotify listeners, you may notice, or not even just Spotify, for everybody who's just listens to this as a podcast, you may have noticed recently that there are some ads on the show. Uh, literally, they don't even cover the cost of my 800 number. So don't, don't get your panties in a bunch too much. But if you don't, if you don't want to listen, you want the ad-free experience, uh, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash lowvaluemail. Uh, or you can become a scrote, just join the channel, whatever you like. Uh, and uh, that way you can support what I do, help me get all these badass guests, do all this stuff, uh, and, you know, get ad-free and all sorts of other stuff. But, and uh, so anyways, and after the show, as always, we will have our uh, after show stream at 11 p.m. It's If you haven't caught it recently, I changed it up. It's now a public stream, but... Uh, only the supporters of the show, the patrons, etc., are able. They, basically, you, I'll make you a mod on the stream. So if you notice all these mods, those are all people who uh, support the show. And then you're able to drop links, and we'll watch your links. And there's a phone number if you want to call in. All that stuff. It, it's a good time. Um, we've been having a good time on those after shows. 
I uh, getting copyright claims out the fucking ass, but it's fine. But that's why I'm doing it. So it's a separate stream. So if you see on my channel, it's already queued up starting at 11 p.m. This is going to end, and you can just hop right on over there, and we'll start at 11 p.m. Um, in related news, I got a defamation notice today from Klaus Schwab. I don't know if it was literally from him, but uh, episode 59, if you caught of Low Value Mail with Johnny Vedmore, uh, we were talking about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. And today I received from YouTube, I appealed it and lost a defamation notice. I defamed Klaus Schwab and I defamed the World Economic Forum. And for that, I am certainly on all kinds of lists. Shout out to Fur Pineda. Would you ever go on Revenge of the Sis? I've been on Revenge of... They're like my boys. I've been on them. They're that show multiple times. I, I have been on the many times. Yes. So yes, the answer is that. Shout out to Fur Pineda. Appreciate it. Uh, but anyways, yes. I, I, got, I got a defamation notice. Normally, you just get a copyright claim or whatever, or they'll say... One time I watched, like, we watched something from, like, a Dazen, whatever, like one of those YouTuber fights, and they just blocked the whole thing. But this is different. They only blocked it in five countries. Um, five European, na- fine, five fine European nations. I, didn't, I don't have it queued up, but let's see what, uh, what, what my, uh, the countries that they banned me in were. Uh, I can't see it. it. It was all the loser countries, you know, all the ones that are. Oh, here we go. YouTube video block defamation complaint. France, Germany, Italy, Spain, United Kingdom. You can no longer watch any of that episode. Uh, They didn't even block a portion of it. That entire episode is now no longer available to watch on YouTube. You can check it out on Rumble. By the way, shout out to everybody who's watching over on Rumble uh, right now. All 20-some, 30 of you or whatever. Shout out to you all. uh, Episode 59 with Johnny Vedmore. You can watch it. But anyway, so Klaus Schwab, this guy's like a meme at this point and he's putting out defamation notices. I don't even think we said anything that crazy. Literally Johnny Vidmore is an investigative journalist. He was just talking about all the shit he's investigating about Klaus Schwab. And then, uh, now I'm getting the old defamation notice. I probably can't set foot in Switzerland ever sucks, but I do it for us. Uh, no, I don't, it's all good. Um, at least I didn't get my channel taken down, although that's realistically what's going to come next. So uh, I guess subscribe to me over on Rumble uh, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a, that big of a deal. It is funny to get a defamation notice from Klaus Schwab. You're like, this guy gets shit on the internet literally nonstop where you can give a defamation notice to every fucking person who does this. All right. So uh, a little more housekeeping. Then we're going to get the show started next week. Next week's guest is Sam Tripoli. I'm sure many of you know him. Many of you love him. Uh, he will be joining us next week. Uh, I'm very excited for that. Also, no bathhouse tomorrow, unfortunately. You can go watch last week's episode with uh, the hilarious Mike Ward, uh, Richie Redding, and my fucking brain's bush. Uh, there's someone else. I can't remember who else was on it, but and I apologize to them because I'm sure they were they were very good. But uh, Christoph Jean was also on there. Yep. Uh, go watch that. But yeah, no show tomorrow. I will be at City Field watching uh, The Dead. So if you're there, come say hi. Because that's where I will be. And I come say hi. I will probably be high. 
uh, not rip bathhouse. We'll be back next week with the bathhouse. So don't worry about that. Also, if you live in Poughkeepsie or near Poughkeepsie, New York, July 7th, I'll be headlining at Laugh It Up Comedy Club. And I'm coming back to my hometown, Burlington, Ontario, August 11th and 12th. I will be headlining the Yuck Yucks. It just feels insanely Canadian, that whole thing. But I'm going to be home visiting some family. They opened a club in Burlington. It's down the street from where they live. It just lines up perfectly. So if you want to come see me do some stand-up, I think it's the only time I've ever done stand-up in my hometown, which is crazy to say. I've been doing stand-up for almost 15 years. I don't think I've ever done comedy in... Actually, no, I did comedy at Comedy Club 54 a couple times. So that's a lie. That is a lie. But if you live in Burlington, Ontario, or Hamilton, or anywhere in the area, uh, come check it out. It's going to be fun. August 11th, 12th, uh, one show each night. And uh, one last thing. So I'm kind of toying with this idea. I'm going to put it up to a vote for everybody so you can vote. I don't know where I'll put the vote. I'll probably put the vote in many places. I'm considering moving the time of this show, at least maybe like for the summer, temporarily, uh, I don't know, to, to an earlier time on Tuesdays. I know that for some people, you're like, I got to work. But for some people, they don't got to work. For some people, that's great for them. But I was just thinking, because it really is fucking me over doing this at night uh, for stand-up. I, I have all these shows that I have to turn down because I can't do them because they're on Tuesday nights uh, because I'm doing this. Not that I don't love doing this. I do love doing this. But I'm wondering if I can maybe have my cake and eat it too and do this earlier. So maybe I'm thinking maybe for the month of July we'll do something like an earlier start time. See how that goes. Maybe it's a total flop and then we'll go back to this. I don't know. Maybe some of you are super opposed to it. Some of you don't care. That will be determined in the future. Um, but anyways, I'm just I'm just put planting the seed, as they say, in the world of marketing. All right. Let us get to our guests and to our show. Uh, Isaac Weishaupt. Uh, one moment, please. One moment, please. There he is. Sorry, one second, sir. I do everything. Oh, where the fuck is this? There we go. Sorry, 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 sorry. Talk amongst yourselves. There we go. Got to move this over here and that. And uh, there we go. Isaac, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Danny? Welcome to Low Value Mail. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you very much. Um, we, we got, we got a exciting show. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I've been watching on a bunch of your podcasts. Uh, I've been kind of perusing a lot of the stuff you do and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, I guess before we get started or to get started, uh, tell people a little about yourself who, who might not know, uh, who you are. Yeah, definitely. So I started this journey of trying to understand the occult and as it relates to the realm of conspiracies. Uh, For many years, I started back in 2011, taking it real serious with a blog. And over the years, I've written books and ran the podcast. Uh, I've been on a ton of shows. Uh, You you said Sam Tripoli is going to do your show. That's my man. He's over there at Tinfoil Hat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, So shout out Sam Tripoli. But uh, I've done a ton of shows. And and my perspective, I, I kind of... I don't really fit into this sort of truth or box entirely because my worldview, and I try to relay this in my, my podcast and in my books, but I don't know if, you know, a lot of people pick up on the show and they're new and they, they think they know who I am. I have a a Christian background, uh, but I also am very open-minded to a lot of things that are not anti-Christian, but considered uh heretical by uh you know i'm, I'm greek orthodox right uh, there's a lot of things that i struggle with trying to understand what the truth is uh 
for example, when we talk about aliens and UFOs and that kind of thing and new, the new age, uh, I've read Father Seraphim Rose's book, who was an Orthodox monk, and he kind of goes through all the ideas of how entertainment influences and tries to create this false reality using aliens and the occult and stuff like that. So I read that stuff. I present the information. I am not the guy who's going to tell you, no, 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 this is right and this is wrong and you got to follow this path for you because I'm still trying to understand it as well. And that's kind of what my journey's been since 2011 of taking this really serious and trying to you know, see how this fits into the larger picture spiritually and globally and all that kind of stuff. Cool. And so, and so, cause we were talking uh, earlier. So, and I don't know, cause I was asking you how to pronounce your name. I wasn't, this wasn't even gonna be a question of mine, but then you were like, that's actually not my name. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, let me, <laughs> well, you just said, that. cause we'll talk about this on the show. I'm not like, I don't want to have some big gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but you're no. but, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I, just, so, I was just actually, you kind of made me curious about that, about that. Cause uh, why specifically, I guess. Right. So, okay. So again, let's, let's go a little bit into the background of who I am. Uh, you know, I, I was going to college to be an engineer and I had a two year break between, uh, getting my bachelor's done and going to grad school. I started the blog Illuminati watcher.com and it talked about all these different ideas and theories and such. Right. And this is back in 2011. And I would say it was months after I started the blog, I had a radio show out of Oklahoma contact me and they said, hey, we want to have you as a guest to talk about some of these ideas you present on your blog. I said, that sounds great. Let's do it. And they said, what's your name? And I was like, oh, crap, I don't have a name because I was I, I, I didn't really. Yeah, you, well, you were smart articles. enough. Yeah. And you're probably smart enough to be like, I don't right. know, if and I, I, I want to have a normal thing. I don't need to like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a very <laughs> sort of like I, I live two lives here now is what's going on. And the the I said, OK, let me figure out an alias because, you know, the, the conspiracy world is, is a, a seedy, you know, subculture sometimes. Yeah. And. I, so I chose the name based upon I and W, the initials for the blog, as well as the last name Weishaupt, which is the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati, Adam Weishaupt. Uh, and okay. in, in, in hindsight, terrible and the dumbest shit I ever did because it was <laughs> like, now everyone's like, oh, he's in the Illuminati. He's a disability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, bro. Yes, I get that. So, but it's yeah. too late, right? Yeah, too late. Yeah, now movie. you're just like, whatever. This is what it is. So, so, so every show I got to explain it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that. I, I like, I didn't know that deep of. I, I didn't go that deep. So, I, that I did not right. get. The, but maybe some people who watch do. But so, I, I, how have you? You've been in this for a while, so that's like what twelve years. How have you seen the whole world like conspiracies? Because I was always like a casual kind of like interest. Like you know, I was like like with in my car, I would like listen to coast to coast and stuff. I wasn't like super into it, but they used to seem. I, I mean, I always talk about it with my Ryan, but like conspiracies just seem so fun. And then they became in the last like six years, like basically well, around Trump, like super life and death serious kind of stuff. You know, right. like it used to be like yes. just like fun stuff. It was like fun. You just talk about stuff and you're like no consequences to any of this. Right. But so how have you like, have you noticed it's like kind of how different it's become since you kind of started? So I can I can tell you you're you're very tuned into these ideas because that's exactly what's what's happened. Uh, because when I started doing this, uh, you know, taking it serious, you know, 12 years ago, it was a very fun escapism thing. It was very interesting to me. It was intriguing to watch shows like Ancient Aliens and and say, wow, that's, you know, you learn something. It makes you question things. And sometimes it's BS, sometimes it's not. And um, that's how all conspiracies were for a long time. And then around 2016, and, and this is a this is a whole, this, we could talk about this for two hours. 
I have a, my own theory about what happened, and I, I think that there was a PSYOP that co-opted the conspiracy movement because, as we've all seen, there's elements of truth in the conspiracy theory world. That doesn't mean everything they say is true, but that certainly means that everything they say isn't wrong. Exactly. And yeah, there's some things. It, it, it got politicized, and that drives me nuts because I'm, I'm a very... Uh, you know, I, I just I, I love everybody and I, I hate to see uh, certain people get sort of pushed to the side or marginalized and things like that. So I, I hate how I took this political angle. In fact, that's why you can see my shirt. It has my old podcast name and logo. And I changed it since then because there's such a stigma and it's a, this really dangerous term now. So I changed the name to occult symbolism and pop culture, which is actually more appropriate for what I do because I yeah. analyze film and I get into topical things, but I, I very, very rarely talk politics because it's, you know, it's just such a divisive thing and everyone kind of makes their stand and you're not going to change people's minds. And, uh, you know, I just want everybody to get, like, to yeah. just get and along, like minus you know I mean? like the JFK thing, like for the most part, it wasn't super political, like conspiracies in general, like some of them were, but JFK was probably like the main one, but that wasn't even partisan. That was just like, yeah, the CIA killed him. It was just like the government right. killed him or whatever. It wasn't like one party was attacking him because he was the opposite party. It was like with from within. Um, so you said the side. Why do you think what's the what's the kind of theory there? Well, I, I'll give you one. Piece, Only because like I have I said, a similar thought to that. So I'd like oh, to yeah. you, you probably know a lot more yeah, about this um, than I do. So th there's um OK, I'll give you one sort of supporting piece of evidence to back this claim up. If you look, there's a thing called uh, in Indonesia, there's a thing they called the Jakarta method where the some of the intelligence agencies uh, from America went and 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 I'm I wasn't prepared to talk this so maybe a couple details are wrong. It's, it's here fine, there, but, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, but the the idea is that we interfered with this Indonesian election and what they the, what they were doing was they were trying to uh, elect the sort of I don't know quasi communist liberal socialist government people and you know our our intelligence agencies they hate that more than anything on the planet so. We went over there and started this disinformation campaign. We showed them how to do a disinformation campaign. And that disinformation, and this is, uh, I don't even know how many years ago, long time ago. And this disinformation campaign was co-opted by the sort of fascist right wing side of the, the political spectrum over in Indonesia. And what they did was they demonized the socialist party and, and made up stories about how they were uh i'm not gonna use the wrong term to get you kicked off here but they were messing around with kids and stuff like yeah, that it was yeah, almost yeah. almost verbatim as to you know some of the ideas that we saw from the the uh the q movement stuff and, that, and that's not to dismiss some of the q things uh again like doesn't that guy like, live in indonesia or somewhere where, where does that guy where, where did he <laughs> yeah, say oh, he uh, lives the, yeah, I don't know where he lives. The eight, the four chan guy, the four chan dude. Yeah, or yeah. The, I don't know the, where he lives. I thought yeah. it was somewhere in Asia or something like that. There's just there's just a lot of of strange uh, things going on with that whole that whole movement that makes me just I don't know. It just makes you question everything that happened with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're really into because we were talking about uh, like before, kind of when we were arranging this, and you were like you're, you're you you want to talk about like UFOs and aliens. And then the occult, which I kind of want because UFOs and aliens obviously tie together. How does the occult tie into those two? Or is that just kind of a somewhat unrelated, but just a area of interest? So the, the term occult is a Latin term for hidden. Uh, a lot of people get confused when we talk about the occult. They think we're talking about cults like uh, Waco, Texas or whatever, right? Mm. No, we're, we're, we're talking about a 
uh, an understanding of reality and a, a a sort of a worldview slash religion slash spirituality. And and again, just to reemphasize, I don't demonize the occult or people that practice this stuff, but I do study it. And I see there's and you'll find out there's a lot of uh, overlap in the realm of the occult and aliens slash UFOs. And that's what I wrote two books on this subject, Aliens, UFOs, and the Occult. Use Your Illusion 1 and Use Your Illusion 2. Because there's it's a concept, you know, years ago, in I think it was around 2017, 2018, uh, I'd already written a couple books that talked about aliens a little bit. But back then I said, look, I'm going to write an entire, like, two-book set talking about this because I see that as the next big thing coming. And I was actually halfway done writing the first one when the disclosure in 20, March 2020 happened, when the government, the Pentagon came out and confirmed those videos. And I thought, okay, well, it's really going to heat up now. And, what and the, we're talking, that video that you're, the videos that you're referencing, what is that from the fighter pilots? Yes. That's yeah, the one like from the Tic Tac like, and the, the Tic Tac from the, their uh, like cockpit where they're like, what the hell is yeah. that kind of thing? And I've never yeah. Seen, yeah. 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 Okay. And, and what we're talking about is a different understanding of reality and it's a radical different version of reality than what everyone's used to and you have to understand that a lot of these ideas presented and embraced by the occult over i don't know hundreds of years are now manifesting into reality and and i'll try to sort of explain that because aliens there it's not a new phenomenon this is something that's you know you you watch ancient aliens and all this stuff it's apparently something that's going on for a long time. Uh, there's a mental component to this alien agenda and this this understanding of what they're now calling the phenomenon, uh, a sort of psychic connection that that can be had. And occultists who, and when I say occult, we're talking about uh, ritual magic, which isn't stage magic. We're not talking about um, uh, who. Yeah, we're not the, talking about uh, David Blaine. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about David Blaine. We're talking about we're talking, we're about, talking like, about like casting societies, spell? like like the yeah, Bilderberg stuff. Like, are you it, saying like, that there's? Yeah, go ahead. Harry Potter, right? That okay. that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. basically ritual magic is what Harry Potter's doing, right? Causing change in conformity with the will. It's Harry Potter would uh would would think something up and he would do a certain invocation and use his wand to create a new reality or you know cause changes in reality. And that's 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 the short version of what we're talking about is people who who genuinely buy into these these kinds of ideas of of alchemy and ritual magic and all those things. There's an element of channeling entities from another dimension, which is exactly what I believe the aliens are is interdimensional as opposed to extraterrestrial. OK, and so you obviously but like, did you see the the Las Vegas thing recently? The, yes, yes. That, that family in Las Vegas. So what do you, cause that was one of the things where I, I, I always wish you're like, man, like why can't you just pull out your phone and film these things? Obviously is probably what every person says, but the way that their story was set up, I was just like, seems very believable. Like all the moving parts and how they all seem to align. If people don't know, like basically in Las Vegas, there was like this, this cop had his body cam and then he sees this thing in the sky and then this family calls it in like immediately and then he's the one who make goes to see them being like, cause he's like, yeah, I saw that too. And they're like, there are these eight to 10 foot tall things in our backyard and like all, there's a whole thing, but then they're all gone and there's not even a trace of them. But for them to call that in, like 
the moment that they see this flash in the sky expecting like what just for them to get 15 minutes of fame and like i don't know yeah i've seen all the videos on on tiktok of people trying to say okay well here's the aliens and there's the aliens and it's you know it's very fuzzy you really can't tell what's going on with there with the video uh, the the family they seem pretty genuine. I mean, I I don't I don't doubt people who experience these things like uh, Ryan Bledsoe. You know, I me and him have done shows together. I was just actually uh, watching he, a podcast with you and him and uh, a couple other guys. Like his dad yeah. had some crazy thing, right? Yeah, yeah. His dad made contact, and you know, I believe those guys. Um, can you, can you and, just again, tell people the that that story? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, Chris Bledsoe, Ryan's father, was. He kind of has one of the most famous uh, UFO contactee experiences. You know, he he had all the the time loss and the contact with the, with the uh, the craft or whatever. But then there was independent witnesses that he was out fishing with that also saw this craft. And and there's a you know Ryan relays the story very well uh, as does his father. But the the point was is that he uh, was healed of i i don't want to i don't want to get it wrong but there was some disease or something he was struggling with it that this entity healed him and i believe it was the next night or maybe some period later another entity visited him and um gave him some kind of you know benevolent message of you know the normal thing you hear about alien contact of you know spread love love is the way that kind of stuff right uh but but these guys they seem very you know i'm i'm an okay read on people and he, I've had nothing but good vibes from those guys. So I, I have no reason to doubt. And and plus, they had a lot to lose. They got really persecuted by their local sort of church uh, community. Uh, it, it wasn't an easy process for them. It wasn't something that he was trying to do just to get famous or anything like that at all. Um, but he's been, they've been studied heavily by a lot of these intelligence agencies and NASA, and they've made contact with some some really interesting folks and you'll see uh, a similar circle of folks that hang around with the skinwalker ranch people in utah and a sim this similar circle hangs out with uh to the stars academy uh, because when you start to understand all how all these pieces fit together you find that there is some kind of underlying understanding that this is a phenomenon it's not these aliens coming from another planet it's these entities from another dimension, which is, you know, and, and I don't profess to be the creator of this. I mean, I've read uh, John Keel, the guy who wrote the Mothman prophecies. He wrote a book called the eighth tower in the seventies. And he was talking about this, this phenomenon called ultra terrestrials. And, and he's basically kind of saying that, you know, Bigfoot and aliens and ghosts, these are all related phenomenon. And, uh, you know, and, and yeah, and to I, me, I just, I, well, I was just going to say the the interdimensional thing actually, at least in the context of this Las Vegas story, <clears throat> almost seems like it makes more sense than extraterrestrial only because I don't know if you saw there was like the, the, the ring like footage or whatever or whatever. Like there was someone's like surveillance footage like next door and there was this huge like flash like light, you know, flash that happened at the same time. And then but the fact that they're almost able I don't even know if I like maybe I'm talking shit here, but like the fact that they're able to just like disappear like that without a trace. Like, it seems like if it was extraterrestrial, that'd be closer to like, uh, you know, they would have to just, you know, pack their shit up and fly away versus like, you know, I, I don't know. But that seems yeah, like. Well, well, a lot of the times they can't capture entities on, on video, on camera. Uh, <laughs> people think I'm crazy, but I was telling people on my podcast a few weeks ago how I saw 
a, a frozen bird in the sky with my own eyeballs because I'm skeptical of things too. I don't just believe people who there was a me, video of that today actually somewhere. Yes, and a bunch of people tagged me. Um, it was it, it looked very uh, similar to what I saw. Mine was a little different, but um, I, I saw it with my own eyes and I tried to. I pulled my phone. I was driving. I pulled my phone out and I, I hit the thing to videotape it. And I, I lost where the bird was. I was like, crap, where did it go? I look around the phone, boom, he's gone. I said, oh, crap. So I stopped the video, and then I had to keep driving. So I kept driving. And I got home. I was like, okay, let me see if I caught it. And it didn't take a video. It didn't take a photo. It didn't take nothing. And I hit it for sure. Yeah. But- Is there any explanation for what that can, like, the bird is just, like, static in the air? Like, is it? Man, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I, I was thinking for the video today, I was like, well, if it's flapping its wings and it's maybe it's like it's flapping its wings as hard as the wind is pushing it, then it would just stand still, I guess. Right. But, right. And yeah. And it, what, that one on the on the video I seen today wasn't flat. My, the one I saw was flapping its wings. And that's what my wife said. She said, it's probably just, you know, flying in the wind. And I was like, no, I was driving a convertible and like it wasn't windy. Like my, my hair would have been blown everywhere. And this bird was just chilling. Like, I mean, it was like 10, 20 feet above me. And uh, it it was like it was anyway. It yeah, it was just crazy story. No one cares. Interdimensional about surveillance bird or something. Yeah, right. S- something like that. So um, we're gonna open the phone lines in probably like uh, about ten minutes. But um, yeah. So you're really into. I'm obviously quasi into the, in the entertainment industry, and you're really into the uh, occult and the entertainment industry, or how they relate. That that seems to be like a pretty big focus of yours right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely get into all kinds of. Uh, if there's some juicy, uh, you know, Britney conspiracy, I'm into it. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> but so, what, what's the what's the relationship there? Uh, like, do you think it's like purposefully um, designed, or is or is this just like kind of like an unintentional thing, or or what? I I firmly believe that uh, you know America, we're established. You know, you go to our capital, you don't see statues of Christ. You see statues of Roman gods in this pantheon of gods, right? And we're based upon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, uh, Greek and Roman and Egyptian stuff. And all those had this sort of pantheon, this pagan pantheon of gods and goddesses that we worshipped. And I firmly believe that the celebrities are there to take the place of the ancient gods and goddesses uh, because they, like you always hear, I mean, even Kanye West has been saying this stuff. And, and look, Kanye, I go back and forth with Kanye West. So like some days I think the dude's insane. Other days I think he's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean, like, it's like he's got a I, bit I, of both. I mean, he's, yeah, he's got a bit of both. Yeah. But like, I, I think that all these celebrities have, there's some level of control or handling that they are subjected to because, uh, it, there's a variety of reasons why we should believe that. But I think that they are, you know, it's part of a coordination of it could be as simple as just trying to transfer wealth could be as simple as um uh getting people's attention and keeping them distracted because that's what they did in rome they you know they call it the bread and circus it was entertainment to keep us distracted so that we just kind of stayed on the the capitalist hamster wheel and didn't worry about what you know politically people were doing or what the elites are doing or this that and the other 
Okay. Here's a question that I feel like uh, Kanye is asking, and I feel like I've been asking almost every guest uh, recently. So the question is, who is they? Who is they? Who is they? It seems I like this I comes. Speci- <laughs> I it seems like this comes answers. up. It seems like this comes up a lot. I mean, I, I guess if it depends on what area we're talking about. Since yeah. Like, talking well, with this occult, this occult like entertainment stuff, like. Is this like Paul politicians? Is this coming from the top of like the political sphere? Is this like a, are you believing this is some sort of like global elites thing? That's like maybe even above them. Yeah. I mean, I'm into the global elites thing. I mean, obviously people like Jeffrey Epstein had some, uh, they, they wielded some high power and they knew some powerful people. Um, Rockefeller, like Lawrence Rockefeller was very instrumental in uh, kicking off this alien disclosure movement. Uh, I feel like, some politicians get involved, but I feel like they almost get used as by handlers that are mm. in higher positions. I mean, it's funny because when you look at like wealth, I feel like wealth is the common factor here. Uh, when, when you look at people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, they get enough money that they're set. What do they start talking about? They start talking about moving to Mars and and building rockets to go to the moon and all this stuff because they pursue a higher power i think they they think there's a higher purpose for them and the reason they've been bestowed all this wealth is because they are in effect um deified and they hold a higher uh a higher stance and they need to lead humanity down a certain path yeah uh, which you know anyway so yeah i I wish i could i wish i could tell you specifically i'm certainly not going to say old santa claus because it sounds like he's (laughs) yeah he's I'm, i'm on his radar I, I don't uh, want to be on the radar. I don't either, know if you know man. Johnny Vedmore, but yeah, I'm on I'm on Klaus Schwab's radar apparently. But they let me keep my channel, so that was nice of them. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a guy! <laughs> he just and you can still watch the video in all these countries. There's just five European countries. I don't know what those five European countries have in common with one another. Uh, mm, I, I'm actually curious good. if anybody knows. Like, let me know because I am actually curious if those five countries have like some sort of law that unites them. Why? Because I know the Germany one is like Germany has that whole thing with like everybody who ever gets in trouble on Twitter says there's like they get a takedown notice from Germany. Like for whatever reason, they have a different law in Germany. And then I guess France has something because I think Rumble's not in France. So theoretically, actually, this episode's not available to anybody in France right now because that that episode, because France, I believe Rumble said we're not going to operate there because they were asking for all these um, all these concessions. So um Oh, I, I, I real yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you ask for they, uh, I think <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble. But I no, think go more. No, nothing can get me. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I, I, uh, I, I don't want to say I'm like immune to getting in trouble. But during the whole Kanye thing, I did this big, uh, like, essentially review of the Black Hebrew Israelite movie that. Kyrie Irving got suspended for. Oh wow! Right, yeah. where I was essentially like refuting stuff that they were saying about like these stuff about like Hitler that they like love Hitler and stuff. And then I got a strike on my channel for it. And then I appealed it. I got instantly denied. And then like a week later, randomly, like the strike was just like lifted. So, oh. yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I feel, I don't want to like knock on wood or whatever, but um, sorry. What, what were you saying with the, yeah, I, I, got, I got kicked off. Of, I got kicked off a lot of platforms. So I try to be careful. With yeah, yeah. 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 Of um, course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I feel like BlackRock and, and uh, even Vanguard, uh, you know, cause if you look them up, they own a larger percentage of stock shares and almost everything. Pretty much so, every company. Yeah. They just yeah. own a bit of, yeah, they own some of, 
essentially just everything at this point. Like the way that yeah. they're structured is they have absolutely like just like a un, un uh, unreasonable amount of power. Um, so we're going to open the phone lines uh, five minutes. I want to ask you about uh, your your hip hop uh, conspiracy book, Magic Behind the Mic. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you tell people more about that? I only got a chance to look at it kind of briefly. I didn't get a chance to, to read it or anything, but it kind of I was looking through all the books. You have nine different books. And uh, yeah, the song. No. so were, were you in the music industry? Were you in? Uh... No, no, okay. not at all. I, oh, okay. I've just been uh, I've been a, uh, a hip hop guy for a long time. You know, I'm okay. 43. So I grew up and I've always been into music. And it, it's just interesting to me. And, and again, this arguably goes into occult ideas um, as you know, this, you know, God created the world through the spoken word. And it just means that the spoken word has power. Uh, when we see all this battle about, uh, you know, currently there's a lot of hot topics about, ter- you know, words you should use and words we, we supposedly can't use this, that, and the other, uh, there, there's a lot of power to be found in the spoken word. And that's why in ritual magic, it's an incantation. It's a spoken word read verbatim. And it's because these words have power. So entertainment, specifically music, is very powerful in yeah. inducing emotion. And I I always say this, like people people act like entertainment isn't influential. And to me, it's the most influential thing on the planet. I mean, music. Oh, absolutely. It's like, music it's ever, is, yeah, well, there's yeah. like the famous thing where like all the politics are downstream from the culture, essentially, right? That's like... Uh... Andrew Breitbart's like famous saying or whatever that he's like, it's like, it's all like down, you know, it's like essentially that's the stuff that's influencing the politicians, not the other way around. Like that's Mm. the, you know, they're essentially the tail that that's wagging the dog. And I think that's, you know, not, that's not a political thing. It's just like, I just think that's the case regardless of what side of the aisle you kind of, uh, follow. Mm -hmm. All right. We have one question from, um, the great restart. Who's a a subscriber of the show. And then we're going to open the phone lines. He wants to know what you think about Robert Kennedy. Uh, are you a fan? Is he crazy? Yeah, you know, I haven't I haven't listened to the Joe Rogan interview yet, so I'm hesitant to to give a firm response. Uh, You know, I did a again, I'll be careful with the words I say back in uh, 2020. I did a deep dive into the very hot topic that everyone was talking about, which was uh, I call the I call the the thing from 2020 that will never go away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Then there's the solution to the thing from 2020. And I did a heavy (laughs) research into the solution. Yep. And he's a very vocal anti-solutionist. Yeah. Um, and when I did my research on that kind of stuff, I, I, I actually came out the other side more anti than I was prior. And I don't know. To me, I, I'm very much. I, I see the deception. I see the. I see the. Um, the problem that people have with all that stuff, but I also think that maybe some people could need that solution thing um i i don't i'm certainly against anyone telling someone they have to do that thing yeah absolutely that's where i if you want to take something i'm like do whatever the hell you want yeah exactly like and and that's where that's where i had a hard time with a lot of uh, it got real nasty there for a while in in my community there and i thought man why are we why are we like shaming people like if people want to do this and maybe they need it maybe they've got issues and they need that like i would hate to be the guy who talks someone out of doing something and then they they got harmed like i don't want nothing to do yeah for sure for sure which Uh, was kind of the the way i i ended up with it and and you know he that's always been his strong stance and i i I respect it because i understand where he's coming from and, and i get that that angle that he has i like his 
I he, like his um, anti big pharma stance. Yeah, yeah, that, me, also... me too. He he got into some wacky shit though. Like I was, I don't know Did if you've he? seen. Well, he's been getting into the whole him and uh, Doctor Hotez dude or whatever. I don't know if you've seen. They're like huge beef yeah. that's going on right now. Yes, yes. But uh, he started getting into like the five G is giving people cancer and all this stuff. It was a bit much. Um, Kennedy right. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kennedy did. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like yeah, that must be the president. See, a, it's wild shit. I have a hard, um, I have a hard time with that. But. All right, we got the first call of the night. Uh, I am going to pick it up. One second. Please, and the phone lines are open, everybody, just so you know. Hello? Hey, what's up? Sorry, just one second. Let me patch you through to Isaac. And you are on with Isaac. Who am I speaking with? <laughs> Hello? Hey, this is Global Leader trying to get you. Hello? Yeah, dude, they, they shut down the stream. They didn't want it to happen. I know, yeah, I saw that. I thought it was me. No, nah, it was. You know what it is? It's fucking stuff. spectrum. This is like the third time this has happened when I've been doing this. Oh uh, my goodness! Yeah. yeah, but we're moving to a new studio <laughs> next. Get Elon's week. internet. We're getting a new studio. No, you can't even get Starlink in New York City because you need to have like all the buildings what? around. Yeah, because you can't. You need like a direct uh, line. You can't be surrounded by buildings. And, like, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't work well yeah. in somewhere like New York City. Uh, anyways, welcome uh, to the show. Who, who am I speaking with again? Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Well, you are on with Isaac. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Awesome, Isaac. Long time listener of your show. Uh, love what you do and love all your books. If Thanks, you don't man. want to answer this, this is fine. All right. That sounds juicy. So, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Listen to another podcast about a year ago. Dude was talking about the divine androgyne and the Baphomet social alchemy and this idea that God separated or the Demiurge separated us from you know the divine androgyne separateness in the male and female does the transgender ideology factor into that in your opinion you know i think when you when you talk about um transgender there's a couple things going on there like i think that okay on the one hand you could argue that there's elements of that that occultists would um pursue uh for instance genesis p Ulrich, right he he or they i yep. should say uh tried to sort of do that reconciliation of opposites and him and lady J, his wife both were seeking uh sexual uh ch- sex change surgeries to both become uh like an androgynous baphomet sort of like a a, a male entity with breast kind of look uh so i that that yep. element exists um now is it some coordinated agenda to get people to get into this stuff i i don't know um you know i'm hesitant Mm -hmm. to uh go on board with that because i do think that those things do exist in nature i think that uh and and for instance you could even you could even put this on capitalism because uh like alex jones oh yeah it's all about money well well i'm I'm talking about like the chemicals right like the chemicals in um yeah from like like uh, or whatever Atri- yeah, yeah. Atri- well that's what yeah. rfk was going on about on rogan oh was he yeah, he's literally talking about the frogs they're, they're making the frogs gay. yeah yeah so like i think because i always do <laughs> things from i'm very skeptical like like look i love america i love capitalism obviously like i love money and making money and i have no problems with all that yeah. my problem is that when the elites want to like do bad things they'll push whatever agenda they want to keep doing bad things so they want to make they want to put pollution and chemicals into the water and 
do it without harm like they want to pretend like it's 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 not causing any harm and the real reality is that we have all these chemicals and uh, endocrine disruptors and all these things in our in our our uh, uh american sort of way of life that yes of course it's going to be shifting around people's hormones and chemicals so uh you know but is there a big master hidden hand of occult play at work i, I maybe i mean I, you, you could argue that you know yeah I mean, I wouldn't think that would be the end-all, be-all of the whole global elite, quote-unquote. It's just another thing to toss into the mess. So yeah, like yeah. I, 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 mean. I, I get where you're. I get where you're coming from. Uh, I, 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 I choose not to go into that sometimes because I do think that sometimes there's there's people that that want to use it to hate others and like I, I just yeah like like you're not wrong for seeing that, but I also like I don't. I don't harp on that because I don't want the wrong people to hear that and be like, Oh yeah. See, like, and then go, you know, beat up transgender people. It's like, no dude, like that's yeah, yeah, the like, wrong that's way. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's highly politicized. So you don't want to yeah. I mean, coming yes. from this perspective, just from the occult, looking at it that way, you don't want to inject that into it because people will take it and run with it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I realize that's a, a quasi cop out, but like, I've got, you know, transgender people in my family that I love dearly. And it's like, man, I, I don't, it's too hot of a topic. Like 10 years ago, sure. We could talk about it, but today it's like, man, yeah. it's just too much. So I, I, I always go towards this thing of like, is it going to help the, cause the, ultimately I think the, the big plan for the day is they want division. They want us fighting amongst each other so they can yeah. keep doing what they want to do. And if it's, if the topic is something that's going to promote division, like I kind of try to shy away from it a little bit. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're speeding into what they want. So, yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. Right. So I hope that makes sense, you know. <laughs> no, it totally makes sense. Like I said, I've been trying to ask you this for a while or wanting to, and I was like, I don't think he's going to want to talk about it. Well, you know. <laughs> for the same reasons. No, yeah, I totally yeah. understand. You're not wrong. I, I do avoid the topic a little bit, but there is there is an occult study of um, – of of genders when you talk about uh like the hermeticism and the kabbalion they talk yeah. about the masculine and the feminine and everything and when you look at the kabbalistic tree of life and and there is all this sort of ideas of playing with active and passive forces and uh, so there yes i do think there's some element of that at play um i i couldn't pinpoint it and i couldn't tell you who the boogeyman is and i couldn't tell you the the end goal of yeah. why it fits into it exactly so yeah, and, and at, least, at least as it relates to the occult stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so, of course. Yeah, but it's like a giant puzzle, right? Like there's so many moving pieces, and I imagine. Like, oh yeah. You know, there's there's so many different components to it that uh, I actually was yeah. thinking I was listening. Well, even to all, with, is this a go ahead, caller? No, no, sorry. I was saying even with the UFO thing, it's just people get so confused. People get lost in the depths of all the different phenomena, and they're trying to, you know. Like the Fortean, I guess, ideology is that they're all interconnected, mm. which coming from a more secular background, it just doesn't make any sense. Like even just reading in Keel's book, Mothman Prophecies, he got harassed by these things and he had no idea. So I don't know what's going on. They're just horrible. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah. just all meant to confuse and divide and, you know. Yeah. there's. I think there's a struggle right now where they're trying to... It's it, it, I, again, I don't know the answer, but it seems like there's an element trying to push the idea of aliens being this sort of, uh, you know, evil force that we need to really start building some weapon systems to take out. Then yeah. there's this other element that's like, no, 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 this is this is God and this is Lucifer, the Luciferian angel that we all need to worship. And it's like, whoa, like, I, I don't know what the yeah. right answer is, but I feel like it might be somewhere in between the two. 
Has there been ever anything though yeah, that's I mean, like made us think that we should be like fearing the fearing any sort of like you know what, whatever like extraterrestrials or aliens or whatever like specifically? Well, I mean, look at like abductions; they're horrible. Like, yeah. but then you go to the contactees and they they love it. Like Stephen Greer, you're talking about the military industrial complex. We got to build weapons and fight them. That's one of Greer's main things. Is he's like they're trying to just get money. It's scaring people. But then yeah. Greer's charging ten thousand dollars to go out in the desert and you know, right. summon these entities, which like, it's like, I don't think either side is good. Um, I don't want to take up too much time, but I got, um, no, go an article a while ago, talk about the beast of the sea, the beast of the land and revelation and how that could correspond to like the old school elite, like the, you know, eyes wide shut Satanists who are doing all this crazy stuff in the shadows. And then you have the new kind of Luciferian ideology that's trying to actually pave the way, you know, taking over the reins from them, paving the way for, the Antichrist. I'm just gonna. I'm I'm Catholic UFO Network though, so all my stuff is based in Catholicism. So I'm gonna go straight there with the spirituality of it. Yeah. But like the the uh, are they fighting each other now? Because you've got all these movies that were aliens are the good guys. There are space brothers right alongside like Battle Los Angeles and all the horrible invasion ones. So mm. is that just two sides of the same coin trying to sow discord? Like it, I don't know. I think it's just all confusion disinformation disinformation yeah Call, caller how does that i, I, I have a question for because you're you're saying so you're uh you come yeah. at this from like a catholic or like a el- yeah. element or, or angle or whatever so like should there be aliens that landed on earth you know tomorrow and they made contact and like like how does that reconcile with your faith if or or like is it so, would there be any sort of issue with that or is there like a so, no, it's a complicated thing that the church hasn't actually spoken on. I think I was I did an article a while back about this, and the only thing I was able to find was that Pope Francis said if aliens showed up, um, we'd offer to baptize them. And then there is a Jesuit priest who's at the Vatican um, Observatory in, ah, where is it? I think it's in Arizona somewhere. And he said that they may be outside of salvation because they're not man. And the way that that kind of goes in with original sin and how we but are like, fallible, we're the ones who yeah, original sin. But like, didn't the the in the Bible like doesn't it say like on whatever that God made man? Yes, exactly. Made man in His image, in and his there, image, there's so... I think um, yeah. So there's one course of thought is that there is no problem with like unintelligent life out there in the universe because at the fall, all creation was corrupted by man's original sin. And that would be completely unfair to another sentient race existing somewhere else who had no fault in that. But if there's non-sentient life out there, it's the same as, like, the way I compare it is, you know, all this stuff, The Jesus came to the Middle East, and they had to spread it out across the whole planet. How does that change, you know, the, the boundaries that were around back in ancient times going across the ocean? that is almost comparable to now going across the stars. Like we could easily, you know, from a Christian's perspective, spread the gospel to the stars. Like have a 40 K great crusade, you know, Yeah. but would those sentient beings need that? Can they even exist from a theological perspective because of original sin? So no, personally, and from like official church teachings, there's nothing that actually would contradict. Like if it was legitimately aliens showed up tomorrow, it wouldn't affect, you know, the church because yeah. Like, yeah that's fine that's there's fine. nothing concrete either way because i always wondered about that oh sorry go, go ahead yeah 
No, no. I was, just, yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say that being said, looking at <laughs> looking at the UFO phenomenon, looking at the similarities between the demonic phenomena between just like the fairies and people get abducted and it's a horrible experience. And if you take away the sci fi, you know, spaceship and little green men, it's just demonic oppression. Like nobody talks about the um frequently there are poltergeist activities in the house. If you look at um if you read uh shoot communion by Whitley Schreiber is he was getting messed with for months before he realized like in his own home like the entities were coming and just harassing him in the sleep his son talked about something came and poked him and come to find out his son was being abducted and then even now he, he's still going on about stuff his wife is supposedly with these entities and she died years ago and they, really? they're telling him this which is wow. weird yeah that's what he said they like won't leave him alone um, essentially and there's another Oh, no, they, they're with him his whole life. And now, though, I think he's kind of reconciled with it, and he's just in more of the contactee thing. But what's interesting is in, like, fairy phenomena, the fairy faith, back in the, you know, 16, 17, 1800s, dead relatives would often be found in, quote-unquote, fairyland. And that's just one of the pieces of the puzzle that goes, you know, this overlaps. If you read um, uh, Jacques Vallée's book, Passport to Magonia, he goes really deep into it. Like, I, I could spend hours talking about that book. It's really good. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Uh, you were going to say something. Else. Sorry. Oh uh, no. Well, I was just saying. I, I thought. I've often thought that the reason, like, if there are you know UFOs and like uh, aliens that the governments know about, that part of the reason why they actually wouldn't release this information would be because of the havoc it might wreak amongst uh, the religious people of the world, in just the sense that, like, kind yeah. of it doesn't tie in with a lot of. Uh, a lot of religions that there's this like, you know, that it, this is just never referenced. And I think just like the, it would just cause yeah. so much chaos for, you know, you got to think. Oh yeah. Six exactly. billion people Which or I something. I don't know how many, people. how many people, yeah. are, you know, are considered to be religious or of some, some like uh, religion, but it's, you know, most of the world. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it from a religious perspective though, a lot of it on the contact east side, feeds into the new age kind of ideology they're you know the space brothers the the cosmic christ consciousness they talk about mm-hmm. um, it, it's it gets weird and that's kind of more key, uh not key, greer's Stephen greer's thing is this you know communion going out and meditating and getting in tune on a psychic level with these entities but like you go to other contactees and they'll come out and say you know hey you guys you know everything's pretty good you guys got christianity wrong though you know you actually we've got christ he's one of us and you guys are messing up, and he's going to come and let you know what's going on. And from a I mean, Christian that would be insane too. I see that. Yeah, well, but like, 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 what are the Muslim? Like, what are all the Muslim people in the world going to be like yeah. if, that, if that happens? <laughs> I, exactly. Well, yeah. and, well, that's the thing. It's like, everybody is kind of okay. I don't know. It's weird because they do typically attack just that one religion. But yeah, um, dude, I could talk all day. Well, if I well, need to go, let me know because like, <laughs> there, well, there's tie-ins to uh, Helena Blavatsky. She was a prominent occultist who, yeah was spreading her theosophical beliefs, which is what L. Frank Baum, the guy who wrote Wizard of Oz, was into. And uh, with her system of beliefs, it was, you know, she had beef with Christianity, of course, and she taught that there were all these ascended masters, and Jesus was just another ascended master, and basically those are the aliens, right? These are the disembodied entities that you could channel wisdom and information through, and that's, it's just a, it's a constant message you see when you read about the history of the occult, about these sort of invisible, uh, you know, ascended wisdom masters that could teach mankind how to evolve, and that's, that's where they really want to take it, I think, is that 
they and and if you read um uh, so 2001 a space odyssey arthur c clark wrote it and he wrote uh three novels after that is uh 2010 2061 and then 3001 and if you follow the storyline yeah. that is what i think the elites want or they right <laughs> that's why i think they want to take yeah, us. They, they want to <laughs> they want to evolve us into digital consciousness which is what their aliens yeah. are are paving the way for us to to sort of be guided into i i, I do believe that that's and and what and is that like a transhumanism thing yes yes very much yeah. so it, it's it's taking which, the the you know the human soul and digitizing it which in theory right they're gonna say oh you can you can live immortal and and go anywhere instantaneously and you know we've mastered reality and uh you know it, it's it's basically trying to evolve mankind out of you know out of existence hmm. isn't that just the message from the serpent in the garden though we'll be as mm-hmm. gods we'll be immortal we'll know everything like it's just the same old trick happening again Yes, and again, from yes. a Catholic perspective, that's what I see. Like, transhumanism is terrifying because so many people want to buy into it. But, yeah. I mean, you go try to upload your brain into a computer, there may be some sort of copy of you, but you're going to freaking die. Like, it's not going to be you. Yeah. Yeah, that tower, the, like, it's, it's the Tower of Babel story all over again, right, of mankind yeah, getting exactly. this this uh, Promethean wisdom and building technology to become, you know, ascended and, and more powerful than God and, uh, you know, never works out well, so... And then you've got, you know, we could yeah. you could throw in this artificial intelligence angle into the whole thing, too. Uh, that ties into the alien yeah. agenda as well. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, no, call, it's, all, call, it's terrifying. I'm going to let you go, Caller, just so we have some other people uh, calling in. But I uh, appreciate your call. No, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. Take care. Yeah, of course. But, all right. We're going to pick up another caller here. One moment, please. Hello. Hello. What's going on here? Hello. Hello, y'all here? Hey, what's up? Y'all hear me? Yeah, we hey, can hear what's you. going on? How's it going, buddy? All right, how's it going? Uh, first off, Danny, um, y'all was talking about that certain individual who's uh, limiting your uh, your accessibility in certain parts of the world. Klaus Schwab. Um, first. I ain't going to be naming names. All I got to say is you got a penis and I got, got a mouth now. Let's uh, <laughs> get that. I'm not sure where but, uh, you're going with that. But it sounds like you might have a Calvin and Hobbes bumper sticker or one of those D- Calvin Hobbes decals on the back of your like truck or something. It's all up to interpretation. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. All right. What's your, uh, what's your question for Isaac? Hey, so I got this thing, and I noticed, like, especially, like, this um, thing that, like, they always, it's been going, kicking around since, like, the 90s, but every time there's, like, a, a world conflict, and they're, like, these pe- pe- humans need to stop fighting each other, this, that, the other, and then I, everyone, everyone on the internet or, like, news reporters be joking about this stuff, saying, look, if we all get invaded by aliens, We'll drop our differences and our hatred for each other, and then we'll all combine and fight this one invading force. I am entirely and incredibly suspicious of this, because I, I think it'll be used to like, like uh, for like the final push of like a full one global government being like, hey, 
guess what? Y'all can't. Y'all won't have your own governments anymore to fight each other based on whatever differences of material or history or culture. No, now you can only rely on us because of this outside invasion force. Yeah. And, and like, Which is, I think I, that's the theory, yeah, heard, that's been a theory for quite some time. I think that they'll do they, in the theories that they'll uh, the global like whatever fucking globalist it is or the UN they'll try and like simulate an alien invasion. So like some people are saying like all these like UFO tic tacs they're seeing now they're like oh no that's just like a military aircraft they're going to prepare for like a false flag worldwide invasion where. People are going to be like, oh, great. Now we do have to rely on like a one world because like our plan is under attack. Falsely. Th- yeah. Does that seem like a, like a, probab- a probable thing? You know, I, I, I do think that's a theory that they believe in. Like when Ronald Reagan was saying that kind of stuff back in the 80s. I question if that's actually possible because, I mean, look at look at, uh, you know, the thing from 2020. You couldn't get everybody on board with with one side of reality versus the other. Uh, you know, you could still argue about these things. So, if they were able to sort of say, "Hey, look, there's a, you know, if you could look out in the sky and you see everyone in the world sees the same UFO," you know, we might all say, oh, "Okay, yeah, okay, there's something that's really happening right there." But trying to get everybody to agree to the point of creating a sort of global government. I don't know if that's as easy as as they would want. I do believe that they want that. I do believe that that's an idea that, uh, like in the uh, the Project Bluebeam story uh, from the '90s, that this theory that they were going to sort of once the technology caught up, that they could deceive us to actually look into the sky and see these things that were going to be false illusions. That that's where they were going to take us. Um, it's possible, right? You've got augmented reality. You've got uh, uh, drone, uh, you know, light shows that look very believable. Yeah, but um, you know, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a little far fetched. I, I think by- that for in order for them to actually do something like that, it, it seems like they would, you know, have to wipe off like a major city, like the yeah, whole that's, thing. That's a good point. Yeah, which maybe. sucks because because well, well, in every one of these well, scenarios, that city's always New York City, which is where I live. Well, but, what about the what uh, about the uh, <laughs> what about what about the uh, scenario depicted uh, by that really cool film District Nine, where like they literally in- somehow like integrated these the these infesting aliens into like their own township system, and they're all like, well, like, are you familiar with that film? Have you seen it, Isaac? I I've District seen it, but it was years and years. Yeah, ago. I saw it years ago, but it was like it t- it's basically uh, about like apartheid South Africa, right? Like that's kind of the what what the analogy was meant to be. Hmm. Had yeah, that guy from D N word on. Prawn. Yeah. Yeah, they call fucking prawns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a um so something interesting because I I I study a lot of Stanley Kubrick theories. And in 2001, A Space Odyssey, there was this storyline in there uh, in the book uh, called Project Barsoom. And the story, the you know, supposedly fake, right? Fictional. The Department of Defense carried out this study through Harvard where humans were convinced that they were contacted by aliens through a variety of sort of MK Ultra things of drugs and hypnosis and and visual effects. 
So it's interesting, you know, and that book was written in the 60s. This is before people knew MK Ultra was even a program. Yeah. And it, it just I, that's why I always go to those 2001 Space Odyssey books, because I do think that Arthur C. Clarke was sort of privy to some of these ideas and he presented it. Um, so it's po- right. It's possible technology is going to be part of manifesting this this control system that they want, because that's that's how technology goes. It seems like the whole idea of technology is that it's supposed to make our lives better and easier and we don't have to work as hard and that's such bs because you know people are working you know everyone's got a side hustle it's like no that's you're working two jobs man yeah like everyone's got everyone's got multiple i've got multiple jobs um so it's like they're 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 trying to the uh hoard the resources and make us work harder when this technology exists that in theory we're supposed to be living better lives but they use it for control systems yeah is there any truth Uh, to that about arthur c clark thing like uh or like not truth but but evidence that he actually had this information you know not that i know of uh besides reading the books it's it's an interesting storyline he lays out that just so happens to sort of fit into the narrative Uh, if you look at uh facebook for a while they've been you know facebook and google they've been doing research and setting up patents for the idea of digital consciousness transfer. So it's something they're looking into. If you read Ray Kurzweil's books, he talks about this also as being the the end game. Yeah. The singularity. Right. And that's coming up. That's the singularity is supposed to happen in, I think about 15 years, give or take. Uh, it, It seems hard to believe standing where we are now that that's where we're headed. But I mean, someone's pulling the lever is trying to move us down a path and that's where they want to take us and and why wouldn't they right it's the ultimate in control if they can have us into their digital sort of playground i mean look at look at how half of these social media companies are they you know they they ban you for this that and the other i mean like that's what they want they want full control yeah and that's the way they can get it yeah, yeah. all right all right I, I like all that and uh before i hang up i just want to uh tell danny danny we yes, know sir. you are not suicidal I'm not. Danny, you are not suicidal. I'm not suicidal, Klaus Schwab. I'm not, man. Have a good night. Thanks, pal. Later. Yeah, I just have to... uh, Just when Klaus and uh, his his folks are giving me uh, trouble, you know, I just have to make people aware of the fact that I love love being alive and uh, and all that. So, all right, we got got another caller. Uh, One moment, please. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. 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 No. All right. We lost them. Um, we had a caller there, but so uh, so so you've written nine books. Uh, do you do you have uh, one you're working on right now? <laughs> yes, I am. In fact, <laughs> I I said I was going to stop writing books because it's very time consuming. Yeah, it takes forever. <laughs> Holy shit! It's oh, hell! To it's write. a nightmare. It's a nightmare, and uh, I don't like the mental place it puts me in because I really have to sort of tune out the outside world, and that comes at a detriment to a lot of relationships and things. Uh, so I've decided I've committed that this next book I'm going to write a book about Twin Peaks. Okay, um, have you ever seen Twin Peaks, Danny? Ha- yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's every, I'm calling it my sort of master class in occult symbolism because I just watched it all the, the entire Twin Peaks thing uh, about six months ago. I'd never seen it before. 
everyone for since 2011 people constantly at least multiple times a year say oh you gotta watch twin peaks i know you're into the occult symbolism you gotta watch the show and i tried watching it so many damn times and I, i'd always make it through halfway through episode one the pilot and i'd be like this is stupid why am i watching this and i would turn it off yeah and uh it, i mean it's i really like david lynch he's a wacky dude yeah yes and and i really started to understand uh, I, I started to get the, a lot of the because a lot of david lynch stuff it's the pacing kind of drives me nuts sometimes, uh, but it's it's really really ingenious, and I, I I'm absolutely obsessed with Twin Peaks now, and I'm writing a book on it. But I'm kind of going through uh, for my Patreon people. I'm kind of doing, they're kind of going with me on the journey of sort of unpacking the symbolism one little bite at a time. We're gonna go through every single episode. I just started this. This is brand new. Yeah, yeah. And when it's all said and done, which I don't know how long it's gonna take me a year maybe. When it's all said and done, I'm gonna take all the notes, compile it, write the book, add some, you know, symbolism, this, that, and the other, what's going on. Cause it fits into everything we, we always talk about. I mean, especially aliens, right? It's very, right. uh, um, it's very in line with a lot of the occult ideas. That's so, actually a cool yeah. idea to, to kind of almost like as a group kind of almost create the book. So it's like everybody yeah. kind of feels like they're they're in on the whole process and they like almost have some input to a degree. Yeah, because I'm going to read the comments, you know, because there's obviously a lot of people that are obsessed with Twin Peaks that know way more than I do. I just know the occult stuff that I, I'm watching the show and I'm like, holy crap, like that's happening here and this is happening there. And oh, my God, what's this? And uh, I, and it's interesting because what, what really pulled me in, because I watched the first couple seasons, it had ups and downs and parts where I was like, I don't know, this is kind of dumb. And then I watched the movie. I was like, okay, the movie was dope. Fire walk with me. Then I watched season three. And again, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. But then I read the books and the books is what pulled me in. And I said, okay, Mark Frost, who, uh, who co-created the show, he, he is obviously the uh, occult expert here. Like he's the one yeah. who's influencing all, all of those elements. Uh, that's my perspective on it. I, I still have to dig into a lot. I'm sure there's people out there that know every bit of tr Twin Peaks trivia that say, oh, yeah, well, this, that, the other. But for me, my perspective, because Mark Frost wrote the books, and when I read the books, it's a very different story than what I'm seeing on the show. And some of the ideas I thought I saw on the show, but I wasn't sure when I read the books, I say, holy crap, yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. Of course, there's um, this is related to Jack Parsons and the atomic detonation and this, that, and the other um so it's it's super fascinating and um that's yeah that's my that's my current obsession and right are, are, are there ever instances where you like because i guess when you when you see a cult like there must be intentional like like kind of any sort of like a cult like references symbolism like i can't imagine that's like just coincidental that they wind up in these shows Right. right. There's a lot of like I, I, I think I'm I think I talked with my wife about it because I do another podcast with her called Breaking Social Norms. It's more of like a conversational. She's the normie and I'm the truther and I'm trying to explain the real <laughs> the real world. Trying to red see, pill too. your wife. <laughs> yeah, basically. And we were talking about it and I said, look, for for someone to accidentally put all of these occult messages and symbols, we'll say Twin Peaks, for instance, I mean, that would have to be a one in a bazillion. There's just so many things that have to line up. And um, it is possible that, like uh, like in my hip-hop book, 2 Chains, he was asked about this whole idea of Illuminati symbolism in the rap videos, and he said, 
He said, look, man, like I just show up on set. The directors have everything laid out. They put this stuff behind me. And he, I forget what he mentioned. He mentioned something that was, I think it was like twin pillars is what he was talking about. Okay. And he said, he said, he's like, I'm just there doing the job. And they just tell me what to do and where to do it. Like, I have nothing, I have nothing to do with that. They do that stuff. And that is where you start getting into the the theory of it. Is it because the director isn't a cultist who's trying to sort of push out occult messaging or they're, they're is the director stuff. yeah 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 they're into that stuff and maybe they use it to either manifest energy and you know gain uh you know power i guess would be the simplest way of putting it or maybe they're just trying to be edgy and they understand that you know these are edgy sort of dark symbols sometimes so yeah it, it and they're just away. and like what are like examples of that because like i hear like when you say like trying to manifest power so that's like a very deliberate thing they're doing at that point like it's not just like here's a little cool reference for the other people who might catch this but otherwise like even if you don't catch it it's maybe still you know an interesting thing to see in like a, a video or whatever but like when you say that like you know trying to manifest energy like what do you uh mean specifically there so with ritual magic there's a uh there's a thing called the triangle of manifestation i'll, I'll give you one example right the triangle of manestation and um, it's it's AK also known as the rock diamond. Yeah, right? you see Jay Z do it. And very famous people. Oh, it's an Illuminati hand symbol. Well, kind of because in the realms of the occult, you like you can look up Anton Lavey doing the same hand gesture because in the Ordo Templi Orientis, which is just a magical order, they use that as one of their ritual poses. And the triangle of manifestation is a way of channeling power and energy into the magician because that's that's what we're talking about with all of this stuff it's always a way of taking energy from the universe and rearranging and sending it back out to do the will of whoever the magician is so when you see beyonce and jay-z do it i get that they i get that like jay-z called it the rock diamond and it's not a triangle i get that but mm -hmm. the hand symbol sure does look like a triangle and you see all these celebrities do it uh in fact rihanna i watched i always watch the super bowl performances of course because i'm a conspiracy jerk and i gotta hype oh, up they, every this piece year of... was probably a good one for you with all that yeah well you know i watched it on regular tv live and i thought okay there's not a lot there and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna really really stretch boundaries and and try to make something that's not there and i watched it and i thought okay i mean there's a couple things we can talk about Nah, eh, nothing really and i made the show then someone messaged me and they say, dude, you got to watch the YouTube version because she does the the hand gesture. And I long story short, I ended up bumping up the YouTube version against what I saw on live television. The live television version, they they, they were zoomed in on Rihanna's face at the end of her performance and they cut away for, I bet, two seconds. Those two seconds is when she throws up the rock diamond symbol. Then they cut right back to her. And it's like, why? Look, I don't know why they did it, but why? Did they cut away? What did they cut away to? Two seconds. They zoomed out. They zoomed way out so you oh, couldn't they see what she was doing. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like close up on her face, and just zoomed like way out wide, so you couldn't just see like it. the whole whole stadium. Yeah, like right. the whole stadium. Then zoomed right back in. I mean, it was literally it had to have been two seconds. The two seconds she was doing that hand gesture, and I, why they would do that, I don't know. It doesn't actually fit with the narrative of what we claim, you know, because we claim, oh, uh, they do these symbols on this mass audience like the super bowl because they're channeling energy from the viewers so 
okay, if they're doing that, then why would they not show that on the camera? I, I don't have the answers for that. I yeah. don't know. I'm fascinated by this whole cha- energy channeling component. Like, so that is that like a big component of uh, this uh, occultist stuff in general? Yeah, yeah. And and the one of the biggest sources of energy comes from sex magic, right? And that is what Stanley Kubrick had in Eyes Wide Shut, possibly, right? You don't overtly see that, but when you watch Eyes Wide, have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, I haven't. You know what? I just actually watched. I'd never seen it before. I would this weekend. I just watched Clockwork Orange. Oh, funny. I, yeah. Yeah. Which I'd never seen. Like, I was just like, I had never seen it. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I was sitting at home. I was like, you know, I'm going to go through like just whatever, you know, classics I haven't seen. And I was like, you know what? I got to watch this. But Eyes Wide Shut is also one that I really want to see. I know that it has like a lot of that kind of kind of crazy stuff. Actually, you know what? Hold that thought. We got we got another caller here. Uh, mm-hmm. One moment, please. Hello. Hello. I don't know what's going on here. Okay, this this person's uh hello. Hey Danny, how are you doing? Oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? I was, hey, I was about Sean, to hang Sean. up. Oh, I was about to hang up on you, so you saved you saved yourself uh, very quickly. Uh all right, you're on with Isaac. Sick, sick. Uh one second, there's a motherfucking plane going by. Um, I was gonna say yeah, that sounded like an airplane. So uh I had two points. So one about well, uh, one about something you mentioned earlier, Danny. Um, it was uh, if uh, the, the, the idea that uh, the reason some the reason they would be keeping uh, the whole alien business low key is uh, because people are gonna trip the fuck out and go crazy. You know, it would cause and chaos. I just want to surely. Yeah, um, and I, I think. Uh, that idea is complete bullshit. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Like, like, if, like, if if someone you know comes out and says that yeah, there's fucking aliens here. Like, I'm still gonna go to work tomorrow. I'm sure you're gonna go to work tomorrow. Like, oh, I'm not, not saying I'm not saying for like the sense of work, but I'm just saying the people who are like you know my religion is the religion and every other religion is bullshit. And then like I think just once you throw aliens in that equation. That or you're like, okay, well, you definitely have more questions and maybe a little less certainty than you might have had the day before they came. That's at least my opinion on that. But obviously, you're still going to go to world yeah. like the no, the world's not going to like shut down. I I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I just mean you know, for anyone who's uh, for anyone who would have you know, if you imagine like some all powerful or like really powerful organization, like a whole bunch of CIA's and World Economic Forums. You know, if they all got together and they were like, hey, guys, we really got to keep this shit down. Uh, you know, for them to uh, have the reason being, you know, the it's all that religious people are going to be uh, going crazy. Like, they they don't really care about it, uh, I think, is that much to, you know, to have a massive conspiracy to keep it all down. And, and, the, and what would happen with the religion, religious people, I think, it, you know, they, they would just be a little bit... Uh, a little bit confused for a few days. They'd have to figure out a way to think about it, but nothing too crazy would happen. I think the world would move on, no problem. But what I'm getting at is that there is a very real reason for very powerful entities in the world to uh, keep this shit down. And and by the way, mind you, remember, you, you, you're speaking to a guy who is uh, 100% certain that, 
that uh, that these uh, these motherfuckers are out here. I, I mean, so yeah, the, the, just a little reference here, Isaac. He had uh, he had what he describes as like uh, very, like basically what was it? Like there was a UFO in Brantford, Ontario, that was like twenty feet yeah, above you, basically. Yeah, yeah, straight up. But again, plastic, nobody like, fucking ever takes a photo. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Like, we didn't have a fucking phone on us that day. But, yeah, no, those are, like, four of us. <laughs> Convenience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it was a legit, like, stereotypical fucking saucer UFO directly above our heads, uh, real close to us. And so, like, like no, nobody can tell me that uh, anti-gravity technology is not out there. And most likely, whatever, whatever fuel they're using to... Uh, to use this anti-gravity technology is probably not uh, uh, not dinosaur juice, but like some real exotic shit. And so what I'm getting at is uh, the the reason to keep this shit down is oil, right? Like if uh, if these things are out here and they are uh, and they have the ability to uh, if if they have um, replacement for oil if they have an alternative uh, fuel source that is really powerful uh oil is so fucking important like the whole world is built on oil all the wars start because of oil so if, you're just basically saying money um, and resources which i mean i will say that is uh that does make sense so what uh yeah wars, yeah like, wars are fought if, over if for you most are part. the cia yeah if you're cia if you're world economic forum if you're all of these dudes that uh, that have crazy like oil uh, connections for uh, for you to say you know, oh you know what let them just release this fucking alternative fuel that's going to destroy this fucking trillion 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 dollar fucking industry uh, yeah that they would have they they find many ways to keep it down in the media and everywhere else that would be a real real reason to but keep surely it down. if if like extraterrestrials or aliens or whatever if they wanted to make themselves known there's nothing they could do to stop that. Unless they obviously are like, you know, they have some sort of relationship and they're making some sort of agreement. Like, if you you have to assume that, like, if aliens just wanted to go, literally just like park their their spaceship on Fifth Avenue, like that's the end of it. Like nobody can stop that. Like they would just be well, that's, that's it. The, well, did you catch the David Grush, uh, the new whistleblower, in that interview? He said there was an agreement, and what he he didn't go into the details, but what he's referring to is this claim that going all the way back to presidents truman and eisenhower back in the the 40s and the 50s that they had an agreement with entities or aliens or whatever that they would sort of work together to keep their existence sort of i don't know quiet in exchange for us giving up uh you know humans for their experimenting because they wanted to study our dna right they they wanted to know more about uh our origins and that's that's allegedly what the majestic 12 uh you know agreements were all about way back when and that's what david grush claims and and i don't know if i believe david grush but yeah uh, that's that's what he was saying on the interview so he was essentially yeah i caught some of it i I didn't see his whole interview but so he's saying there's just been an agreement forever like Uh yeah which again certainly possible i'm sure there could be you know a way that that would be beneficial for all parties there yeah, I actually like that that angle with the oil. I, that that does kind of make sense. That there, yeah. I mean, because you know, if you have billionaires all around you, you're not trying to mess up the money, right? So, 
for sure. And so, uh, as far as you know, why aliens are not just like showing themselves left and right, uh, it's that whole prime directive idea, right? That uh, you know, if you have this uh, uh, crazy advanced civilization, you don't want to just uh, go around and like start giving everyone, uh, everyone, you know, the keys to the universe to start going around and fucking shit up. You know, you just kind of want to let them get there on their own first, you know. Um, and, and and perhaps they're not being that secretive. I mean, there's, a, you know, there are so many stories of them landing everywhere, showing themselves, you know, all of those fucking school kids in whatever country, I forget, and everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like Africa or something or something like that but again why is there's just no like man one fucking picture would go so far with this (laughs) yeah yeah i I, I know what you mean like an insane length just to for one right and and you would think that you know everyone damn near everyone in the world's got a cell phone with every person on earth at this point has a camera like that was the thing with the vegas thing where i'm like it didn't make sense to me that they were just trying to capitalize on this they saw a flash in the sky and then all of a sudden they're like you know what this we could make something here. Let's like call the cops and make up this crazy story on the oh. spot. You know, like that makes no sense to me. But then just like, why don't you just but then the one guy, the kid did say he goes like, honestly, when they looked at me, I was like totally paralyzed. Like I had like yeah. essentially like sleep paralysis where I, when I was looking at them, they're like, I couldn't move any of my I just couldn't move. So which which sounds a lot like, uh, you know, Whitley Strieber talked about, you know, uh, I think Ryan was the guest that called in and was talking about uh, Whitley Strieber's experience. And he did say he he went through he suffered some kind of paralysis and he, he compared it to being uh, surrounded by demons in hell and stuff like that. So, I mean, that sounds pretty terrifying. Yeah. And if you watch that video of Las Vegas, those guys were strapped. They walked in the backyard with guns and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. Could it have been a hoax? Sure. But uh, to That's be fair such about- a hoax to be like so on your feet though for that to be a hoax, because like yeah, you need yeah. you literally for that to be a hoax you need that like just random crazy flash that the cop like also saw, yeah. like on his you know like you need that happening like it, like it's one thing to call the cops and say like we saw this thing and then they show up and they're like well nobody saw anything like no flashes in the sky but like the cop who showed up literally was like yeah I saw that too. Yeah. That's like why yeah. I came because he's like, I also saw that. That's like kind of crazy. And then they're like explaining the whole thing. He's like, all right. But again, no photos. But but notice what's yeah, happening here. Wild. Yeah, uh, but... I, I, I really want to like give it a little bit of time, figure out like what 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 else what else happened there. Like get a little bit more of a. I mean, I don't think we're getting any more information. I think that's the extent of it. It probably got all we're going to get. And well, they said, and and those guys said they saw the the men in black cruising around too, which you know ties us into like Twin Peaks stuff because that's what Twin Peaks and X Files were showing us. But what but the big picture here to take away, and and what I do think, because you you make the point of why don't we have more videos, and and there are videos that get uploaded, right? And people say, well, I don't know if that's real or not. But it is a matter of time until we get that sort of persuasive, undeniable evidence. I mean, you could even go back to 97 with the Phoenix lights. That was undeniable, right? That was the most most witnessed case of UFOs in, in history. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even the, the governor, uh, Fife Symington, who who dismissed it and tried to mock it, he came out later and said, like, dude, like that was real. But that, that shit was so fucking crazy. And for anyone in the audience who hasn't seen this uh, documentary and Danny, uh, out of the blue, check it out. That shit is so fully mm. yeah. packed. And it's up, about uh, the Phoenix Lights. 
I think it's featured on Out of the Blue. I think it's on. I think it's on it. But I think Out of the Blue doesn't it go through like the history of UFOs. Okay. Yeah. No. uh, Out of the Blue it just deals specifically with that incident. They go and uh, interview all of the people all over the city and the surrounding cities uh, areas. uh, What they saw. Um, It's wild. I mean, there was definitely a massive fucking mothership. If you like, if you listen to that whole documentary. All of the people are like, no, 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 it wasn't just a few lights. There was a massive mothership that blocked out the fucking stars while everyone was trying to watch a comet go by. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that on the after show. That'll be the first video up. But uh... before, Yeah, but before you uh, hang up on me, let me, uh, I, I, wanna, I had a question for uh, Isaac. Uh, actually, like, so two questions, one a quick one and one of a longer question. So uh, first, uh, this is just because... You're uh, you're a bit of a UFO guy, and I've been trying to find this one author. It's this um, older lady who's uh, who's apparently been doing work on UFOs, on just like reporting or like collecting UFO cases all over North America for many many years at this point, probably decades. And I saw her in, in some interview on some channel uh, maybe a year or two ago. And she was so crazy knowledgeable and, and not like, not like in a kooky way. She, she was just, she just knew of every fucking single report in North America. And she had like data. She had it like sorted every which way she could tell you like in which, uh, in which uh, instances UFOs are more likely to appear. Like, like, you know, like they're more likely to appear uh, uh, near, near large bodies of water and shit like that. Uh, yeah. And, and she apparently wrote a book kind of like compiling all of the work from from the many decades she I, she and maybe her husband or something that uh, we're doing and I was just wondering do you have any idea who who I'm talking about because I can't for the life of me Lin- find who the fuck is. is it Linda Moulton Howe? No 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 oh. not that crazy bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> no I I I don't know who who fits that mold. Oh, that's too bad for uh, she's kind of, she's kind of the only one I, no, I can think of. No worries. Uh, and and then uh, more important one, because you started talking about uh, the goat Kubrick. Um, I want to ask: uh, Have you seen the greatest examination of The Shining of all time, called uh, Kubrick's Odyssey: Secrets Hidden in the Films of Stanley Kubrick, Part One and Part Two? Yeah, the Jay Widener documentaries. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Those. Have, you're right. Those are the best ones. Yeah. That was easily. So, yeah, the first one is goaded and all about, like, like there's a lot about Apollo. But then the second one really strikes home for, like, what you are really into with all of the occult stuff. And, uh, yeah, for just anyone out there who hasn't seen this stuff, if you want to check out, like, the greatest examination of, like, some real occult shit done by Stanley Kubrick, part two is completely different from part one, right? So Kubrick's Odyssey, Secrets Hidden in the Films of Stanley Kubrick, part two you guys check that shit out it'll blow your fucking mind but also check out part one i mean they're amazing uh, it's hard to find them archive.org i think has both so yeah i, yeah, I watched them back back when he released those i mean I, I feel like it was around 2009 or something maybe and he was supposed to have an odyssey 3 that he talked about releasing for a while and then as far as i know he never did uh and then he started doing a documentary about mount shasta which has a lot of ufo uh activity and and this uh resurrection of Kalki character and uh, kind of some some out there stuff but yeah jay widener's the goat man yeah definitely 
you you must be an old 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 school dude if you remember <laughs> Odyssey one and two. Yeah, those are those are the originals. Fuck yeah! And then uh, yeah, w- w- once you watch that part two, you guys will look at two thousand one A Space Odyssey in a whole fucking different light. That whole movie is like a massive spell. It's fucking incredible. All of you who are into this shit, I highly recommend it. It's oh, it's easily like some of the best work out there. But anyways, cool. I will let you guys go get Very cool. the call is in or whatever. All right, thanks for that. Um, was was Kubrick like on the record as being super into like? Did he talk about a lot of the the occult stuff? Like, was, was he very like open about that? You know, not particularly. He like it obviously was, made it into a lot of his stuff, but yeah, he was he was kind of a reserved guy, from what I understand. He they you know they label him as this eccentric kind of Howard Hughes type character, and I've also read that that's not necessarily accurate. But he, uh, the the closest thing I, I have to sort of evidence is I, I actually wrote a book about Stanley Kubrick, and, and that's I've got a, him tattooed in my arm, right? I'm, oh, I'm kind of obsessed with Kubrick. He, uh, I wrote a book called Kubrick's Code, which featured some of Jay Widener's ideas from the those documentaries that the caller was talking about, and because this is way back when I wrote this book, and in I did I did many episodes on Eyes Wide Shut on my podcast, and. If you read, there's a book about the making of Eyes Wide Shut. And in that book, they mention how Stanley Kubrick had this book called Cult and the Occult by, I think it was Peter Brooksmith or something like that, an old book from the 70s. And he had underlined a bunch of passages in it. And when, and I actually hunted this book down, it was like 120 bucks. There was a copy in England and I bought it because I wanted to see what he was talking about because there was a part where, in the book, in the the making of Eyes Wide Shut book, they allude to this idea of uh, young boys being involved in rituals, and I thought, well, that sounds pretty strange. Yeah. So I bought this book because I was like, I got to know the passage. I got to know what he was talking about. And to my surprise, my shock, there was the section he had underlined was about this thing called Shunamitism that goes way back to uh, I think it was King David or King Solomon, where these elites would sleep with young virgins or young boys, uh, not not have sex with them, but s- literally sleep like with literally them. Literally just sleep in the bed with them. And and they would sort of vampirically harness their youthful energy to try to keep these old old farts from getting too old. They wanted to stay young. To just it was be, sort but of, it's essentially just to be around them. Yeah, but but it, and the idea was like they would absorb their energy somehow just through contact. Not yeah. does, didn't ha- it it didn't refer to to it specifically as in a sexual manner. And in fact, it, it was a practice that they would have sort of um, uh, harems of young virgin ladies that these rich old dudes would come to the 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 I, I don't brothel. I guess is the r- right term. They would go to the brothel and they would put a big down deposit and the 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 madam would say okay you get to sleep with these five virgins but do not um have sex with them because uh, you know that obviously they're not virgins anymore yeah. and that kind of screws up my business or whatever and and that was the whole deal was they had to like sort of sit there and be tempted or whatever and if they violated the rule then they would lose their deposit and so it's a, an actual practice and i thought well that's fascinating because infamously eyes wide shut got edited out some of the sexual uh parts of the, the the ritual orgy scene right um, which as i talked about on my show uh there's the the one clip they took out was 
during the, the, the orgy scene, they use a person as a piece of human furniture, which ties us into a lot of the Wayfair stuff. Whole, whole, <laughs> whole massive can of worms. Yeah. I wonder if they're, I mean, I don't know. You might've maybe talked about this on your, on your show, but like, cause obviously Hollywood has, uh, more recently than, uh, that movie came out, but they, they have a bit of like a, an image issue related to stuff like this. Like, do you think it was something to literally were like, Hey, we're kind of giving our, our shit away too much here. Like we gotta, we gotta tone it down. Like the kind of stuff we're even putting out to the masses. Cause like, this is going to kind of tur- turn a, a lens on us. Yes, <laughs> I, I do believe in that. Yes, you know what I mean, like a Harvey Weinstein or whatever. Like, it's, yeah. it's not even him specifically, but just people who are generally like, yeah, yeah. I think there's a wide range of people doing things they shouldn't do for a, a variety of reasons, and I, I, I do think there is a an occult sort of ritualistic element there, much like Kubrick had underlined in that book. Yeah, and what about the um, the moon landing with Kubrick? Because I know that's a big. Uh... Yeah, that, I mean, fascinating stuff. Um, I, it's possible Stanley Kubrick filmed it. I, I actually am. I don't buy into a ton of conspiracy theories wholeheartedly, but I do wholeheartedly believe that we did not put a man on the moon. I do think we've shot things out there. We've even orbited it possibly. Uh, but to think that a man landed on the moon and walked around, I, I really have a hard time with that. Given yeah, all that, the strange, that, sort of yeah, phenomenon. that is the one. Like I, I've the one conspiracy theory that uh, I've become more like uh, warmed up to. I think as well. In, yeah, in yeah. The last just, few years, it's one of those things where I'm like, if you would have asked me before, like I'm just like, it's not a zero percent chance that that happened. That like it, it, that they didn't go, <laughs> right. you know. Like I used to be like, no, for sure they got like, oh, I went. And then the more you learn about like all like the Cold War stuff and like all the stuff that was going on in the world at the time, and you go like, yeah, okay. There's now these incentives in place for all these actors to actually do this. Like there was an incentive for them to fake it. For like they didn't do it for no reason. Right, and you it's always I mean? they always have this sort of greater good argument. That they have to lie to us and they have to surveil us and all this. There's always this of course, great- like there's all this stuff, and then you're just like, yeah. And then when they sh- you see the technology and all this stuff, and you're like, and then you're like, why haven't they done it again? And then you know, like, like you would think the way technology moves, you're like, if they were able to do it then, they should just be able to do it at the snap of a finger now. Like that should be the easiest thing for them to do. Yeah, it should be simple, right? But, it should, it should yeah, be incredibly but... simple now. <laughs> right. And, and what gets me is them losing the footage. Like th- this thing that NASA constantly hangs their hat on of the greatest achievement in all of mankind, in all of history, in all of science, the greatest thing we've ever done. And they dubbed over the VHS yeah. tape. <laughs> Whoops. <guess>. Like, <laughs> that's, it's, it's so insane to me. I, it I is, just, yeah. I, I don't believe it. I, I just don't believe them. I think they're so full of it. Yeah. I, Anyway, yeah. Okay, we we got one, one, uh, one last caller. Uh, one sec. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello, caller. Oh, there you go. Hello, hi. You are on with Isaac. Who am I speaking with? Uh, I want to say, uh, like I, I was a total glow believer. I grew up. I think the first conspiracy I fell for was, uh, but actually I seen what it was. It was nine 11, but, okay. uh, but now I've, 
you know, I look at how, what NASA says, how fast we're going, like we're rotating a thousand miles per hour spin, and we're going 66,600 around the sun. And then the sun's supposedly orbiting the Milky Way at 414,000 miles per hour. And then our galaxy's traveling through space at 3,600,000. Is that priceless or mindless? And then you know, I go out at night, I got this temperature sensor, and I point it up in the sky at night. And it's actually like minus 40 degrees. Though. I don't know how far the laser goes, but I've heard like the blue ice that makes up the firmament is actually cold or something like that. The stuff that they found in uh, Antarctica. But uh, but now I look up at the sky, I'm like, there's no way. The only thing between us and space is just gas, air. Do you have a and then what's supposedly up way up there? Like, what's supposed to be way up in there? Like the ionosphere and the ozone layer and all that stuff. Remember yeah. they told us that one chemical deflating the ozone layer. And then I guess what I learned because I always thought like the, the chemical DDT that they were just spraying it in people's basements. But I just seen this morning that they were actually spraying it on kids because they thought it was curing polio. I was like, what the hell? It's like everything I look back, you know, if you search deep enough on the internet, it's like all our history is all lies. Like supposedly the Zionists made a deal with the Nazis. That's why the ZI part is in Nazi because of the Zionists. Supposedly they were moving the Israelis from like 33 over to Palestine already. And it was all over the Jews not wanting to build, rebuild Jerusalem before their Antichrist comes or whatever. But here's okay. what's funny about the Catholic Church. Aren't they the ones that made up a lot of the, uh, like, didn't the a Catholic priest make up the Big Bang Theory, and then they gave, uh, what is it, the, uh, Judaism the right to say certain things. Uh, do, you uh, have a, do you have a question for our guest? You're for sure getting kicked off YouTube, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not even the first. He's not even the first. I'm Jewish. I, it's fine. They, they give me a pass, to be honest. I, I think I get, I think I get some sort of pass. All, all my stuff, stuff is great. You got a little research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But, you, but you, do you have a question That's for Isaac? Just when you look up at the sky at night, does it seem like there's nothing between you and space, or does it seem like there's got to be something up there protecting us? No, I'm I'm, I'm with I'm with you on this. Is this, this a flat Earth thing? Uh, uh, is this a flat Earth thing, caller? Yeah, kind of, sort of, because I feel like if I there's got to be something protecting us from space, it can't be real. Space can't well, be real. What happens up there? Yeah, yeah. So this all that this speed, is a. Yeah, this is this is a, a oh, thing. I want to also I, bring up because you've got Isaac Wassup in the title. Uh, you know a lot about Albert Pike and like the letter he supposedly wrote to that Italian guy about three world wars, and it pretty much seems like it's coming true. Huh. But is that just part of the psyop to make it come true? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the letter, but but the other stuff about space and, and flat earth and stuff like that. I, I spent a lot of time researching the flat earth thing and, and I ended up, I, I, I sympathize for the people that, that buy into it because I, I get what the perspective is here. I get the perspective of questions. I mean, they, make, they make the best coffee tables. Those people make the absolute <laughs> best coffee tables. <laughs> the flat earthers do. Have you ever seen those coffee tables? They're fire. No, oh, no, they're incredible. They're very impressive. <laughs> But I, I like how they try to make it so ridiculous. It's like, how, how could you possibly believe that? It took me looking at it for like seven, eight years before I was like, like, there's no way we're going that fast through space. 
I, I don't know how to dispel that the flatter thing. Um, you know, I I I told us I've told a story before when I was going to grad school. Water. When, when I was going, people take pictures like three hundred miles away, and that's well, well, look up the look up the Lake Pontchartrain. Um, uh, what do you call it? They're like electrical. I can't think of the name. Electrical towers on Lake Pontchartrain to carry electrical uh, cabling out. You can see the curvature of the Earth with those. Uh, that's one example. Another example would be, um, and th- and this is kind of, uh, this is kind of a fun. I mean, thing. the Earth's I, not I, flat. <laughs> I, I I I actually don't believe the Earth is flat based no. on the the idea of shooting satellites. Um, yeah, well, I was just like, there's so many things. You go, well, then what orbit. are all these people doing? Like, like when Elon Musk is like shooting satellites every day, like what's he doing? Yeah, yeah. There's just so it, many it, things. You're like this. I mean, it's the mother of all conspiracies because so many people have to be in on this one. Like right. this is like, yes. like I know, like the space one, the moon landing. A lot of people have to be in on that, but way less people. Like every airline pilot on Earth has to be in on this one. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, when you guys watch this documentary where China goes to like Mars and the moon and that, does that look real to you? I, I couldn't tell you. I, I will but, say um, I went to Hawaii a couple of years ago and we went up to like the top. It was in Maui and we went up to the top of this like super like one of the highest points. And it looked like Mars out there. Like I was like, you could shoot a Martian movie out here because it legit <laughs> looks like the surface of Mars. Like, but Haleakala was it? It was something. I don't remember. I think so. But he was like, it. Lo- I remember looking at me like, holy shit, this looks exactly like Mars. But that doesn't mean that like that stuff's not true. It's just that's a you know, both can be. True, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the collar a bone. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw him because. Uh, I, I don't believe in the flatter thing, but let me tell you something that might make you wonder. You know that I don't believe it's really flat, but I feel like it's not a globe. It's something faster than we are told and everything. You, you know that you know that People story trending on the news maps, right like, now. They just add <laughs> you, you know that story trending on the news about that submarine with the five guys in it that it's missing. Yeah. to look for the Titanic. Yeah, well, the one guy. Yeah, isn't is, that weird? Because now they're showing they're showing the rich guy and and with his controller like. This thing yes. wasn't certified. <laughs> well, that guy, that rich guy, Hamish Harding, he actually was famous because he was a pilot for a uh, a flight uh, a flight called One More Orbit, where they broke the Guinness record for flying around. Uh, they circumnavigated the globe over the North and South Pole, which you know dispels a lot of the flat earthers. So, like, there's a little fodder for the flat Earth conspiracy that the guy who actually like sort of saw this apparently is did this, and now he's gone <laughs> missing. All right, thank you, caller. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Okay, um, all right, we're, we're gonna have to wrap this up here. Uh, I appreciate you joining me, and I apologize for the uh, technical issues that we had earlier. Uh, let people know where they can find you. Where, where yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Danny. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks so for coming. That was fun. I got I got a podcast called Occult Symbolism and Pop Culture, uh, available pretty much everywhere. You can go to my website, IlluminatiWatcher.com, to find details on the episodes or where you can find me on uh, social media. I got a Instagram. If you go to Instagram.com slash Isaac Weisnop, all one word. Uh, and I, and like like he said, I, I've written nine books, and I did the Audible narration for them. So oh, nice. Amazon Audible, you can search my name and you can find and you're a top five percent uh of authors on amazon i'm up there baby i'm up there uh they used to show me stats of where i was and uh i can't find that statistic anymore but i used to be like the top you know whatever percentage and uh the dark path is my most popular book if people are like well i don't know which book to start with that's the one to start with the dark path it goes into aliens it goes into the occult the music industry everything and it kind of wraps up the whole idea of what's going on so uh lots of options for you 
but yeah, the, the podcast is my most popular thing, Occult Symbolism and Pop Culture. Thanks. All right. Awesome. Um, all right. So we're going to start the after show in about 10 minutes. Uh, just head on over to the other link. It's up on my channel now. And uh, yeah, come. We're going to watch some videos. We're going to hang out. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks, Isaac. Uh, I will see you all. Some of you No bathhouse tomorrow night, but I'll see some of you on the after show and the rest of you. I'll see you next week. Have a good night.